Hello, this is Caesar, and with me today is Michael. Hello. As well as Dean. Hello. And today we're going to talk about a variety of topics, and we could get right into it. Do you guys have anything to say before you start? Um, I'm super excited, Caesar. Thanks for having me on the, the podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for the two hours it took to set up. Um, I didn't come to your house for the free pizza, by the way. <laughs> I came for Beat Saber. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. <clears throat> My house is uh, litty. So let's talk about the VR. Dean, how did you like your first experience with the HTC Vive? Uh, there was the flying <laughs> elevator game. Uh, I flew on accident. It scared the shit out of me. Um, I don't a know. Man, closer to the mic, like, please. Huh? Could you put the mic like more like central? More central. Yeah. Oh, great. We gotta cut this part out. <laughs> no, we're oh. good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, people. People like this part of the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> the part where we fix shit. Oh my god. We're not saying what got knocked over, but something <laughs> got knocked over. Bong getting knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> Doink. Doink. Um, it's weird because you know it's not real, but uh, since it's kind of taken up all your senses, uh. You know, you're scared to fall in, like, through pixels and shit. Yeah. It's very weird. No, it definitely takes over your senses, because when I did it, it's like, you really feel like you're there. It's it's not like, it's not like it feels fake. It actually feels pretty real. Yeah, like, I, I didn't even walk out on the plank. I was scared, dude. And, uh, like, when I was doing the flying part, my legs were shaking. And it's like, I don't know why. I was, like, scared to turn around, too. It's real weird. Yeah, I know. It, it really, like, fucks with your senses. Because your brain is trained to see to see and feel with your eyes. And what your eyes are telling you is something different. So Yeah, my brain feels with my eyes as well. <coughs> uh, I, but uh, VR is awesome. I tried to... Michael was... Uh, he had the headset on earlier when he was playing Beat Saber. And uh, I was taking a Snapchat of him right in front of him. Because he... <laughs> He couldn't see me, and then uh, I pushed him, trying to scare him. But I guess I didn't push him hard enough. He didn't phase me. Yeah, unbreakable. Yeah, but the HTC Vive is awesome, and I would definitely recommend it. The only bad thing is that you have to have a computer that's capable, and some people just don't have that. The Vive itself is four hundred dollars. Four hundred. Wow. It's a switch in the. It's a switch in the game. Yeah, I know. And, <clears throat> and it's pretty cheap, but you just have to have like the con the the. The computer that's specced out to go along with it. The uh, there's one other thing that sucks about it, and that's the uh, the sweat. It gets very hot in that mask. Yeah, but at the same time, you're working out, so it's like nice. <laughs> that's true. Beat Saber is the most I've moved all week. Right, and you should try this um, Gorn. It's called Gorn, and you like beat people to death, and there's like blood and Do stuff. Do you have it? Yeah, can we, we could play, play it after, it after this. the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I uh, I think we should uh. I think they should make a VR uh, Wii Sports. VR Wii Sports. Yeah, you know how they had like that tennis fucking yeah. game. They should the the new the new uh, Mario tennis game should have a VR setting. Yeah, that game's fucking. Bullying. It'll be fresh. Yeah, like bowling too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> That'd be really cool. And talking about that, um, the the Switch is kind of like the Wii actually, where you could like use the motion controls. Like, they act like motion controls in that you could, like, swing and things with the little, like, joysticks that... Those the, little... The, those little side panels? They're called Joy-Cons, and you could they use those. Control? Yeah, and I have a Switch, so I could show you how they work. Nice. But, um... 
But no, they're really cool and they work like almost like the Wii. Uh, and yeah, and and there's also like augmented reality, which is like a little step down. I saw somebody playing ping pong with this. I was just going to mention cool. that. I saw that this morning. I, and like <clears throat> one of the comments on Reddit was like, never lose a ball again. <laughs> Dude, like Michael and I were playing ping pong earlier. We were slapping them all over the place. Yeah. Now uh, we got to walk to get them and it's like, I'd rather just spawn one. Yeah, I know. From nowhere. But yeah, and I guess we could get into more hardcore games on the topic. Really quick, sheet. I just want yeah. to uh, make a point about the Switch. Um, I think it's like the only console worth getting at this point. If you're like, if you have a PC. Look, I'll tell you one thing though about the Switch. Like, it's not durable. And, yeah, but like, and it breaks easily. So I haven't broken it. No, but it's it's already like showing its signs of wear, which is scaring me. It's meant for kids though, so I would think they would like reinforce it, but it is really really fragile and and I feel like it would break easily if you give it to a kid. What do you mean by signs of wear? Like there's cracks on the back that I honestly didn't even know what might have caused it. There's like a little big crack and a little big crack. That I just don't know what caused it, and you did know. You, did you rage and did you throw it? No, no. Okay. I let some. I let some kids play it, but oh, so they fucked it up. That might have. Yeah. Shit, the kids. Yeah, I know, but I, you know, they only had it for like an hour, and it's already they like that. They were quick, so. dude. What game were they playing? Yeah, they do. No, I mean they couldn't be qu- playing anything <clears throat> too crazy. Mario, Mario Kart. Not two K. It's probably what they probably raged to Mario Kart. Yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, you you can't really rage. When when do you start raging? When when do you start raging? And when Mario you open Kart? the game, title screen. <laughs> no, like at an age. Oh, oh, uh, early man. Early, yeah. like you start with those little tantrums <laughs> for no age reason. ten, level ten. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you're it, old enough to say fuck. That's when, that's when it starts. One year old is bleep that in post production. Yeah, please. Um, but I just I like it because uh, you can take it with you. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a 3ds, but also a console. No, it's awesome because um, I used to take it on the go and play Zelda. Mm-hmm. Zelda is one of the uh, game of the year, one of the best games I've ever played. Um, the new the Breath of the Wild one, for sure. Um, and uh, when you take it on the go, like you have to sit for long periods of time, or like you have to come over to Michael's and like just do nothing. Mm-hmm. The Zelda, the Switch is yeah. it's amazing. What's well, the thing? Because I have a I have a 3DS that I play, but like it's really uncomfortable in my hands because I think it's meant for people with smaller hands. Uh, and like it just kind of it looks like shit, you know. But I, I use it for the gameplay. But like I'm buying a Switch just for Fire Emblem. Oh really? Yeah. Um. N- well, I mean. There's plenty of Switch games that you could just purchase and you wouldn't I want regret Fire it. Emblem. <laughs> like the Mario Tennis. Mario Party was announced. I don't know if you guys watched the Nintendo E3 conference. Mario Party, the new Super Smash Bros., which is um, insanely popular. And then oh, really? um, Mario Party. Yeah. Hmm. Are they calling it Smash Bros. 5 or is it like it's 5 like, Ultimate? It's Ultimate. Are they, are they keeping Brothers the Wii Fit Ultimate. Trainer? Because I like playing the Wii Fit Trainer. They're keeping all the characters that you wow. could play in the previous ones. I was talking to Michael about this this morning. Um, did you know that Wii Fit had expansions? I never knew that. No. I, Although I, I did, I did see the board that you could buy to mm-hmm. like do like the training th- thing, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I did, I never knew it had expansions. Yeah, they um, 
I saw a picture of it like last week. They actually have like Wii Fit, um, like snow games and stuff where you like pretend to ski and all that shit. And they just add new activities. And it's like, I don't know how much it was, but if it's a fully priced game, that's a, that's a rough sell. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think their worst console was um, the Wii. Yeah, I think it's the Wii. Do you remember like? Coming off the GameCube, how can you make something as terrible as the Wii? The GameCube was amazing. Right. They were trying to be too ahead of their time (coughs) with those fucking controls. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But the Switch is definitely the best console you could get for the money. Yeah. Especially how they, like the Microsoft and Sony just charge up the ass for everything. Like you got to pay for PS Plus, (laughs) Xbox Live, and all the games. I mean, you still have to buy Switch games. Plus, like, the, uh... The PS4 has been out for, like, what, five years, maybe? Four or five years? Uh, and the Wii is still $100 cheaper. Or the Switch, I'm sorry. Right. Well, the, yeah. Remember when, when uh, back then, when they used to do, like, slim models and stuff? Well, mm-hmm. now it's, like, pro models. You get the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio and then the PS4 Pro. Yeah. Well, um, I, think, I think the base PS4 starts at, like, 350 Well... Yeah, but if you would consider the PS Pro a different console, then they have released that a little bit later. So it's a little bit less outdated. Um, but but it's still like a couple years old now. I think I think the PS Pro is like two years old or somewhere around there. And there, you know, 4K is like a big selling point, so that's what they're trying to market it as. Yeah. And also, I think. Uh, I think when you make free-to-play games, everybody just eats that shit up because it's free. Fortnite. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's how they charge money for the fucking extras. They make bad yeah, but baby. the thing is, people... Uh, I feel like people spend more money on free-to-play games. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's a psychological <laughs> thing where, like, if you pay for a WoW subscription, you pay it 15 bucks, but then, like, all that gets you is WoW. But if you spend money on, like, the free-to-play games, you get, like rewards you know what I right mean? i mean it really de- just depends on the game and like how we're trained mm-hmm. because look the um like you got fortnite but then you got games that do it really badly like um like the next on games like <clears throat> i think people just get deterred even if the game is good if you have a bad model it just kills the game and um that's sad like maple story one or like uh I love MapleStory. Yeah, it was really pay to win, but I mean, yeah. it's like whatever. Well, I mean, um, man, what's that game I was just thinking of? Black Desert Online. Like, they added, uh. Or was yeah. that Arcage? Yeah, Arcage, yeah, but actually, both. They added stuff in Black Desert, like, at the start of this year. Made people really angry. There was, like, a mass exodus from it. Right. Um, but Arcage, I played on launch. I had the $150 founder pack. And then, like, uh, they completely ruined it. Arcage definitely had some promise. Um, but look, if I was going to sell an MMO right now, I would make sure it was on the Xbox, PS4, and every console I could put my hands on and yeah. make it free to play. I think I think you could monetize heavily. Put it on Kickstarter and make sure it's on every console. Um, like, for example, Final Fantasy started to do that. But when you make an MMO... 
such as like RuneScape that's still good, that's still played, and put it on every console and make it free to play, I think you're, it's a killer. Just like Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite's not PUBG uh, type game. It's it's like a kid. It's like cartoonish, cartoonish graphics that that um, has potential on every platform. So. Yeah. Well, I feel like we kind of... Like it came out on the Switch, for example. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I played it, and I mean, it's okay, but... Um, I mean, uh, Fortnite's even on mobile. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, it's obviously it's it depends on the game that you want to port over. But, um, you know, I, I think if it's on mobile, it really has a chance to take off. Because I've been playing PUBG Mobile, and that game's actually pretty good. I heard it's... Uh, I heard it's better optimized than the PC version. Yeah, Lucas is a lot of that. Or you say that. But, uh... It's like, so if you if you sell a game for $60, right, and you, you give people a complete game, all you get is $60. But, like, Fortnite releasing costumes that are, like, 20 bucks a piece. And since it's free to play, you right. know, there's no upfront cost. But people start playing and playing, and they get really into it. And then they'll be like, oh, you know, I've gotten so many hours of entertainment out of it. I'll support the developer. And then they buy a costume. And then they release another costume. And then they buy that right. costume. And it's like, you know, you could have people spending hundreds. Whereas if you packaged it as like a complete game, you would just get that 60. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many chargebacks that Fortnite has. Like kids still on their mom's credit cards buying shit like i wonder they, how they handle that do they give refunds I they mean, probably have a department just for mom's credit cards <laughs> like i mean I they have to refund that shit right um I mean, chargebacks are actually not. a little bit harder to get than just like charge this paint charges transaction back because they actually look into it like um like your credit card company will actually look into it and see if uh if it was like something that you actually bought or like you accidentally yeah. bought or like it's fraud so it's not that easy, and I'm pretty sure they will ban your account, though, if you do that. Yeah, a lot of companies, if you charge back, they'll just ban it. For example, um, League of Legends, if you charge it back, mm-hmm. they will ban your account. Really? Or, like, block you from purchases. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it depends, because it's like, you know, if you're if you're a 50-year-old woman who's never bought a video game before, and you only, like, shop at Amazon and Sephora, then when you charge that back, like, a $300 charge on Fortnite is a little believable. Yeah, absolutely. No, like I think I think they will charge back what your kids accidentally purchased, mm-hmm. but you, like the game will punish you. But obviously, yeah. you don't really care because it's your mom. It's like a mom that doesn't play the game. Yeah, and um, yeah, you got to discipline your kid. No, but that's been a problem. Mobile games like have a lot of kids that just yeah. buy stuff, and and you see celebrities talking about it too. It's like my kid charged my credit card five k on some stupid ass mobile game. Yep. Um, you know, you obviously you want to avoid that, but um, but it happens to a lot of kids because kids just like press okay, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, so like in that whole uh, the thing, a lot of the mobile games are like catch upon games, um, but like I play Fire Emblem Heroes a lot, and there's just something like really fun about opening heroes, you know what I mean? And like with Hearthstone, I think I enjoy opening Hearthstone packs more than actually playing the game. It's just really refreshing to like open those damn packs. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they have to make it uh, like that mm-hmm. because if we look back at the games that really popularized like the 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 box openings and stuff, CS goes on top. 
Like CSGO yeah. was the main game that really yeah. like popularized the random items and skins. Cause look, CSGO was only fifteen is only fifteen dollars to buy. But I feel like that comp- that game has generated so much money just because people keep buying keys to get random skins and then keep on going and going and going. So that's why like even popular games like Battlefield Four or sorry, not Battlefield Four, Battlefield One, like did the, the system where they open the cr- the crate and you get a random skin. I don't understand why people don't really like the loot box systems in games. People freak out when they have loot boxes. People don't like it when it's pay to win or like pay to pay to get skins. I think like because it's completely random, so you could sink a hundred dollars and not get the exact skin you want. Well, and I heard people like Total Biscuit talking about this. If they if they let you get what exactly what you want and pay money for it, that's fine. But if they make it completely random, then people start to get outraged. I think the thing is, um, you know, like Battlefield One, for instance. I think was really bad about this. Um, you buy the full game for $60 and in the game there is no cosmetic customization until you open crates so it's like yeah you can I mean it's kind of like uh, you know the Battlefront 2 scenario where like to unlock things they're like yeah you can unlock it without paying money but it was like 100 hours for a hero Um, it's just like if I'm paying full price for a game then like I wouldn't I would like customization and not have everything locked behind extra money. But like right. I, I would feel fine with that if I wasn't paying full price. Exactly. Like if I paid thirty right. bucks and then there's customization, it's like You right, wouldn't cool. feel bad spending like an extra thirty bucks, exactly. you know what I mean? But it's like if um like in Battlefield you pay sixty bucks and then there's a cool skin you want, and it's like <laughs> spend twenty bucks, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt in League of Legends because I was like, well, I would have spent sixty bucks on a regular mm-hmm. game, so I'm gonna spend like up to sixty on League, and I ended uh, ended up spending more because the business model works. My brother spent two thousand dollars on League. Holy shit! Yeah, that's insane. Brian spent a couple thousand on Maple Story. Yeah, he yeah. he had stacks of those NX cards. Brian, you're Brian. Mm-hmm. Martin's yeah. I think spending money on any Nexon games is the most stupidest shit you could do. Oh yeah. And look, let me tell you what business model I hate. I hate Rainbow Siege's uh, business model, like the like the pay to unlock the the like operators. Yeah. It's like- yeah. I fucking hate that. See, and that's the thing. Like League, <coughs> it's a free game, and then you unlock the heroes. But Siege, you, you pay for the fucking game, and then they yeah, still make yeah, you unlock heroes. Dumb, yeah. And, like, it makes sense now, because you unlock all the base heroes, and then you can buy a DLC, which is like, okay, that's fine. But before that, you would buy the game, and then you still had to unlock heroes. Right. And For Honor does that, another Ubisoft game. You have to unlock the base heroes. I think I think uh, they would make more money making it free to play. Um, just allowing more people to actually experience the game and then maybe um, experiment with all this operator stuff because when I'm, I'm going to buy the game I just don't know which which type of metal game I want I don't know if I want the silver, gold, platinum, diamond mm-hmm. copper, bronze I just like they have a million tiers so and like they also say which years you want like year one, two and then there's a year three that confuses yeah. me beyond mm-hmm. so that's why I like I think their business model is trash in terms of like what how the operator system works um and that's that's why I've, I've avoided getting it until now but if it goes in the summer sale is that when you're buying it um i i mean siege is an amazing game that i really like but 
Um, I don't know yet. I don't know. But yeah. And yeah, I guess uh, I guess we could dive into something we wrote down here. Well, don't expose our list of things. All right, so yeah, we could dive into the Steam Summer Sale since you mentioned something about that. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege is on sale. You be picking that up, Caesar? Eighty percent <coughs> off right now. It's not eighty percent off. It's like half off. No, it's like eighty percent off. The, the standard is, edition. The game is ten dollars. I'll I'll check that out after this. I sent you. If a it snap. is ten dollars, the standard edition, I'll buy it. It is. I sent you a snap yesterday, and I said, "Who's in?" Well, because I'm in. Well, the only game I have bought during the Steam sale is uh, Diablo Three Reaper Souls. That's not a Steam game, so how'd you get that on the Steam sale? I know I was being ironic. Oh, um, but no, I mean, if you guys, we, I mean, you know what's weird during the Steam summer sale, like DLC drops and things like that, don't reduce in price. Like Dota Two skins don't reduce in price, things like that. So maybe. Maybe oh, wait, did, did I say Rainbow Six was on 80%? Yes. Oh, I meant to say The Division. Oh, The Division. Rainbow Six is on 50%, though, for $20. Right. Just wait. And today is currently June 23rd? Um, it is. 20, 23rd, yep. Yeah. Um, the Division 1, that game looks good after it initially flopped. They changed a lot of stuff. Right. It was it was an awful game on launch. It looks fun. I'm gonna try it. Ten bucks is a bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's kind of like uh, it, it falls under the looter shooter category, like Destiny. It's sort of the Diablo, right. the Diablo esque uh, progression system, but in a shooter, uh, and it's just third person versions of that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think there's been an MMO that has been like, like what do you consider the division in MMO? Um, I've never played it, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess parts of the game would be. I don't know if I'd call it an MMO, but there is a open world multiplayer section of the map. Right, exactly. So I, I would say it's more like... Do you Because you, you just say it you, you, in the same sentence you said Destiny 2 and the Division 1, so would you consider Destiny 2 an MMO? Um... What's the thing? I don't really consider Division an MMO. I don't think Destiny is. It's uh, more like a looter shooter type. Just. Well, the thing I would like, say Destiny is an MMO. You would or wouldn't? I would. It has all the aspects of an MMO. I mean, well, I guess I was going to say you don't see people, but then you do see people. Yeah, there's people well, everywhere. Well, if we had to go back, what classifies an MMO? I think having access I mean, to everybody else playing the game at all times. Uh, end game content, like raids. Well... Listen, I think MMO is such a broad category. Where, like, I mean, you have to get specifically, like, WoW is an MMORPG. So, with that de- definition, every game is technically MMO that's multiplayer. Yeah. Okay. No, but what I mean by MMO is MMORPGs. And um, I think an MMO, you would have to have, like, an open world. I feel like that's... Because if we go back, RuneScape was an MMO, Guild Wars is an MMO, WoW was an MMO, and you could walk around like it feels like a world. You know what I mean? There's a world out there yeah. that has players just randomly leveling up, killing shit. I think, I don't know, I think Destiny's the same way. Well, actually, yeah, let me, let me rephrase that. Um, I guess to be an MMO, it technically, like, 
like you said, like open world, right? Multiplayer, some sort of open world multiplayer experience. Um, because like if it's a if it's a game where you your only multiplayer experience comes from lobbies, then it wouldn't be right. Exactly. That's why I don't yeah. classify Diablo three or two in MMO. Oh yeah, 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 but there's um there's a Diablo esque ARPG coming out. That does have MMO mm-hmm. elements to yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen that game. What's it called? Uh, fuck. What the hell is the name of that game? Oh, I can't remember. Is it like a Japanese one? I think it's Korean. Korean? Is yeah. it called like um, with the A something? I think I've seen it with the huge ass hammer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one. yeah. I linked a video of it. It looks cool. One time. Um, but no. Uh, yeah. W- w- what classifies an MMO is open world and... Instance-based MMOs are different from MMOs. Diablo 3 is an instance-based MMO. Yeah, but have, have you played Warframe, Dean? Uh, I have played Warframe. Would you consider that? Trash. <laughs> no, it is trash, you're right, but um, um, I wouldn't consider Destiny, or not Destiny, Warframe an MMO, just because uh, you have to... You're like... The open world is pretty much your ship. Yeah, and then you say, instance when... into you, you instance into like just your four players or. But I mean, how does that differ from <coughs> standing in Orgrimmar and queuing into dungeons? Well, I think that's completely different because. <coughs> I mean, can you see other people on your ship? Is there like a no. loading dock where you? Can it's just it? you. Oh. Like you have to get in a party for people to come into your ship. It's yeah, not like it's, it's not like you see other people's ships floating it's around. It's kind of like yeah, player housing. Like yeah, they have to be fine. invited there. Right. But it's all the time. As soon as you log in, you're in your right. ship. Think of it like a garrison. Okay. Like the garrison is is just yeah, okay. you know and wow. Anyways, I'm talking about wow garrisons. Uh, but yeah, that's why I don't consider Warframe a MMO. And Warframe's huge, by the way. It's definitely not a bad game in terms of like. How popular it is. So a lot of people obviously like it. But I think the game is trash. Have you seen the game uh, Depth? That's on the Steam Summer Sale. No, I It's like the uh, the first person shooter where like there's sharks. And you can play as a shark. Here's oh, yeah. I've seen that. Play. It's kind of like a meme game it's to me, like, though. It's like five bucks. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm considering picking it up, honestly. It's a $20 game. $20 it's game. Cool. It'd be cool to hunt somebody down as a shark and fuck them up. Yeah, that is true. Um, I th- is PUBG PUBG's on sale actually? It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. I think it's down ten dollars to. I really uh, don't spend money during the Steam Summer Sale. I can't just like look at shit, but I think I'm trying to spend money this time. I don't know. I spend money if I lock into a game that goes on sale, like Siege. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, and and PUBG it's twenty bucks, and the new map just came out, and they came out with the battle pass, and and I'm actually kind of mad because with the battle pass, this is about how much does the battle pass cost? Uh, I believe it's like ten to fifteen dollars, and you get items temporarily, and I hate that. Like, have you ever played with a game that you get items or guns temporarily? Yeah, uh huh. It's what terrible. Yeah, that's. I think that's a terrible business model, and that's why dumb. I will never buy something like that. Yeah, like dumb. the battle pass. Well, that's the. <coughs> sorry, um, that's the reason I wouldn't buy anything from MapleStory. Because you buy a pet, it's like five bucks, and then you right. lose it three months later. There was another Nexon game called Combat Arms, mm-hmm. which did exactly that. Did yep. you play that? Uh, I played it at one time. And there's also M- M- Bogey or something like that? Did- uh, Magobi. Yeah, Magobi. And they all had time. 
timed items, which is that's which is dumb. a terrible idea because yeah. you lose what you bought eventually. Yeah, that's dumb. Well, and that's, that's the thing. They um, Black Desert Online did the same thing, and it's just kind of like a staple of like the Korean MMO market, where like they give you these like they have pets where you buy them with real money, and then they disappear after a certain length of time. But if you want to get anything done, they are required. Really? Yeah, like because like you end up with so much loot and shit. Where if you stopped and tried to loot everything by yourself, you'd never get anything done. Like Maple Story. Like there's so much loot and you kill so many. Like because in Korean MMOs, you 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 pretty much just like tear through enemies. Right. You end up killing so much that you can't stop to loot. Right. So it's like you have to have pets, and yeah. in Black Desert Online and Maple Story, you can have like three pets at a time now. And they'll just fucking fly around the map and pick up all your shit. But, like, it's $15 every three months. For yeah. three pets? Or for one pet? For three pets. So it's five bucks each. Uh, that's insane. That business model is trash. I never want to see it here. And PUBG doing that is, is fucking yeah. retarded. Oh, rip. Gonna edit that out. <laughs> I mean, I like how, um... I like how Fortnite does the battle pass. No, because Fortnite... That's you can why earn it back. No, Fortnite's definitely innovative um, doing that. And mm-hmm. Realm, Realm Royale's uh, coming out with a battle pass, and PUBG already did. So people are copying Fortnite, and you know it's working. And I think that's the best business model right now. Like, spend 10 bucks to get to, to play the game, essentially, and yeah. just get free shit. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you make people think that they're getting, that they're getting great value, they'll spend more money. Right. Exactly. Like, it, like at Costco. People spend more money at Costco than normal grocery stores. But right. it's because they, they think they're getting a deal. Which, right. I mean, if you're buying a bulk, you are. But you know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, um, you know, you, you're, you, you pay up front for the value. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What, what you say, pretty much. <clears throat> And um, I don't know. And I, I think a lot of these companies are just kind of old, like old fashioned, like Call of Duty and the new Battlefield. And like they still expect $60 from people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yearly. Like I, I, I would love for them to just release like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield for free and see how that works out. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And just just roll with like in game the purchases. Yeah. Well, the thing I, ju- I just wanted to touch on earlier um the old Call of Duty progression system, where it was headshots to get camos, was the best thing. Like, I really enjoy things that are cosmetic rewards that you earn from, like, skilled things in-game. Right. Like, just being able to show something off, like, back in WoW when you had really good raid gear, and you just stand there in a main city, and, like, being able to have things that you can't buy with money, and you have to earn, it's... I don't, I don't know. I think that's the best progression system. Yeah, and you see a lot less of that because of money, but mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, some games, you still have that, um, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit harder for these free-to-play free-to-play games like Fortnite to like put that in because they, they need money to operate, right? Yeah. So they can't just like have a whole bunch of skins for free that you get from from things, but that'd be awesome, you know, like get like headshots with snipers, like, yeah, you cool. know, a thousand, mm-hmm. and you get a dope-ass skin, or like maybe a marksman skin. Yeah. So that'd be dope. And I, the business model that I, I think um the business model that works, which is which is kinda shitty that it works, but um is the bless online model. Where you pay <coughs> or the arc age model where you pay hundred and fifty dollars for 
pretty much you're paying just to just to know that you're gonna have shit in game when it comes out. Yeah. And that model works because people just, um, I think it, I think it's based on hype for the game. So so you pay early on to like maybe get to play three or four days early, and have all this stuff in game, which is awesome. But if the game isn't good, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Been fucked on both of those games. <laughs> Unfortunate. I never bought into Arcade, but I know it was free to play. I won that game in a giveaway on Twitch. Yeah, I know. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I I bought it, and it still hurts. Um, I played on my friend's account that uh, had the hundred fifty dollar package. Mm-hmm. Um, for like you know how the Arcade is like you play like three or four yeah. days in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> The thing, the thing I don't understand about these Korean MMO ports like Arcade and Plus is uh, the game's been out for years in other markets, and then it comes to America, and there's still bugs and glitches yeah, that have yeah, been known I about. I don't understand that either. Like in Arcade, I mean, the game had already been out like three years or something, and then there was still a bug where if you went to this mountain, there was a spot where you could drop through and plant a farm so no one could take it. But uh, once people found that out, uh, the guild I was in went there, dropped through the map, and then we just took all their shit. And it's <laughs> like, it, it just amazes me that uh, right, they let things shit like that, yeah. yeah. No, it's because they're running on like low money because they, they, they expect a deadline, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's why. Um, but there is one more, one more um, if, I, if I were to make an MMO, uh, which might actually happen one day. Um, I would probably cash in on a lot of shit. First of all, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I'd put it on Kickstarter. I don't know if you guys heard of Ashes of Creation, mm-hmm. but it was super ex- successful on Kickstarter. And then once you get enough money to like expect the game to be good, I would also put on a put like founder packages and stuff like that because people dig into that shit because it's awesome to know you're going to have stuff for some reason you know what i mean that's why you buy the 150 dollars because you want to be better than everybody else right then and there yeah i gotta say one um one game that has an interesting system is path of exile uh because it's a free-to-play game they release updates monthly and they have like three to four expansions a year so they have a microtransaction store where you can buy outfits for like 20 bucks an outfit so it's pretty expensive um but then for every expansion they have you can buy a founders pack so that's like four founders packs a year that you can buy and they range from 30 dollars to like 400 with varying tiers of rewards that are all permanent like it's all you know costumes and shit um so you get the founders pack and then in the founders pack it gives you microtransaction currency so like it's surprisingly popular. Right. Right, right, right. Um, which is, I think that's a good business model, but mainly because their game is free. So it's like people are willing to maybe like give the, devo- you know, sh- spend some on the developer. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and it's also, also um, they just get so many updates. Right. And like it's such a committed developer that like, you know, the updates they're putting out are great. They had a new season start like a couple weeks Who ago. Who makes that game? Hmm? Who makes that game? Uh, grinding gear games grinding from games. New Zealand. Yeah, I think. Um, <coughs> but like, they just give you so much stuff. Like, you get so much right. quality that like you you almost feel like you're enticed. Yeah, and you almost feel like you should buy something yeah, yeah, yeah. to like give back to them because like right. you just feel like you get so much. I mean, I've spent 
I spent probably 350 bucks on Founders Holy Packs. Holy shit. How much is each one? Um, I think I did like the 60 or $80 ones. Oh, there's different like versions, yeah. Different, yeah, yeah, yeah. different tiers. So it tiers in like 10 to $15 increments. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and yeah, when, when it's a free to play game, you know, people are willing to shell out. Uh, but let's talk about what we think pay to win is. Mm-hmm. Because in a game like Diablo or maybe um, Path of Exile, you might get experience potions. And I would consider that kind of pay to win. I don't know if you guys do, but it's not its not like you you have a better gun than somebody else, but it's still allowing you to get to the max level before anyone else. And I think that's that's... I think that might be a little bit of pay to win. Uh, so, what, what's your guys' def- definition? Um, you can go ahead. I don't think it's pay to win. It's kind of a convenience thing. I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. It, it depends, like how long they last, how strong they are. But I don't think it's pay to win. Because I mean, like, well, I guess a better example would be: Do you consider like the World of Warcraft level one ten boosts pay to win? No, no, it's pay for convenience. But and when they, does they, convenience be? Well, I mean, it doesn't make you like you said. It doesn't make you stronger than anybody else. It doesn't give you any edge over anything. So, well, I, that's I that's think, wrong. I think things are pay to win when uh, it's just cutting time out. Well, see, but it it also depends on how time gated things are. So, like in World of Warcraft, for instance, um, I don't really see the boost as a pay to win. It's more of a pay to convenience because like. I mean, you can level pretty quick if you're just lazy like me. You just buy a boost, you know what I mean? Um, but it's not like it's impossible to uh, level up without it. Um, but in, in like, Bless or Arcage or uh, I think Rift is guilty of this, which is also published by uh, Tryon. Um, but, like, they'll have things where, like, if you don't pay for it, you get time-gated for, like, 280 days. But oh, wow. if, if you shell out a bunch of money for it, you can get it in, like, 15. So in progression systems like that, where it's such a discrepancy that, like, a normal player would be a year behind, I think that's, that's pay to pay win. To win yeah. um, but if it's just, like, level potions and stuff, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you could argue the same thing about WoW with the convenience thing, because if you're 110 at the start of the, the expansion, you know, somebody has to level well, from I mean, level they, 1. But they don't do well, it that way. Well, the thing is... That situation wouldn't wouldn't happen, but I'm saying, like, if a new... Came, like, for example, Bless. If you bought the Founders, one of the tiers, you, you had a subscription, which is completely different from... Because they, they had, like, in-game money, uh, real money money, mm-hmm. and then they also had subscription. And with Bless, you could level faster with the subscription, and you also had uh, more gold generation and things yeah, like that. It was a twenty percent EXP boost. I think if so, game, yes, it is convenience, but it's also pay to win for I me. I think if a game is going to do that model of the XP potion, <laughs> the XP boost, they can't release it on the day the game is released. They have to like let people get the level cap first. Well, that's what I was. And gonna... then you release it as, like, hey, you've been gone for a month. You got to catch up. If you want to pay to level up quicker, then go for it. Right. Like, as long as it's not like released on the same day, like you, like you can't buy a one ten and wow as soon as the new expansion's out. You can buy a one ten five months after the expansion's out. It just cuts the time out, you know. Right. See, that's what I was gonna mention because, uh, like, if they release level boosts at the start of the expansion, you buy a boost. That's great. You cut out the time, but now you have nobody to play with. Right. 
Yeah. And you, you don't, you can't scale up. You can't get more powerful. You just wait for everyone that didn't buy it to get there. Because, like, if you're the only person that's max level, you can't do any content. You're just sitting there waiting for other people to hit max level, and you should have just leveled it normally. Right, right. Um, I mean, you so know, there's... Do you think the, that's more fair? They release some... I think the most time. fair way is WoW, just because they they give you a level boost regardless of which expansion you get. But I think I mean I mean if you keep buying one tens, you know I mean you're gonna have more one tens for with me because than me because you're paying for for you know you might right, not but have that doesn't, to, that, doesn't yeah. give you, that doesn't give you power it doesn't give somebody power over you because those one tens start as garbage yeah yeah but I'm stuck like leveling all my alts from level one but that's so, just yeah. because you want to play a different class they want to play a different class but they don't want to level a different class. Right. Yeah, not- well, if we were in the same situation, like we, we, you know, me and and this richer guy mm-hmm. wanted to uh, wanted to play another cat class, I would have to level from level one. He would just buy um, that, and he would be able to start everything a little bit earlier than I. And yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, if look, it's I, not current content. I don't mind it having in the game, having it in the game, because right. people, some people have more money than time, mm-hmm. so. I don't mind it, but I'm just saying like what we define as pay to win, because I do define that as pay to win a little bit more than. Um, say, I just think it's like giving an edge is pay to win. Like if somebody has power over somebody or an like like a, a gap to get ahead of somebody, then yeah, that's pay to win. See, I think the thing is in your scenario, if someone boosts to one ten and you level from one, um, once you level up with them, you can get the same gear. Right. Like, even though it took you longer, you'll be exactly the same. Um, so, do you I mean, think... leveling in WoW can take like a day or two played time. So, what do you think about Recruiter Friend? Do you think Recruiter Friend was a pay to win system? Well, well, that's free. You're not paying anything. No, it's like you, you gotta buy, I mean, you gotta buy the game to buy an account. I mean, it's intended for new players, right. not what we would do with alt accounts. Well, I mean, but yeah, but uh, that's, people did that. So, do you consider that pay to win? Um, not every Recruiter, uh, Recruiter Friend account was. Like, new player bases. Like, I mean, people doing what we did. Let's do level trans. We can level four times fucking quicker. Let's start new accounts. <laughs> Let's see how many one tens we can get. I don't. I mean, and they're like, fuck it. People are cheating the system. Let's just fucking let them buy one tens. They pay for the price of a game. Look, we'll give them level. Cap. I won't knock recruiter friend because I thought it was great. I thought it, I, I think, think it's, it's a great, great model. Yeah, I think it's a great system. Yeah. So I'm not going to throw any shade there, but uh, I see where you're coming but from. But the triple XP is ridiculous. Right when it and was when, when it was the triple XP, right. and I love that because you know you you go in with somebody that hasn't played the game for a while, like you could just but knock out. Do you think that ruins the experience for the new player? That they love like you do one dungeon and they level fifteen times. Um, then, like, then they like leave the dungeon and they open their spell book and they have like fourteen new spells they got to read through. Like they don't get them gradually and they don't use them on training dummies and shit. Personally, I'd rather be doing in-game content. So. Um, I don't think I don't. I mean, I don't really mind because, like, when people because eventually they'll learn regardless. Because it'll like make it a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when I try to play games with people and they like that, like, yo, you want to get boosted? I'd stray away from it because I think it ruins the experience. Like in Diablo, like you can get somebody level cap in like thirty minutes if you just blast them through torment. It's not thirty. Three. It's it's like <laughs> it's like ten minutes. Yeah, stops. yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. But then like they're like, right, what the fuck am I doing? Like I got carried through. No, you're right. I mean, your first playthrough probably should be like, but I mean, at the same time, like you wanted to be doing shit with friends, so that's why that's why I like to like. So do you think that for an M- like an MMO, for example, if they want to do XP potions, that you should have to hit level cap on a character first, and then you have the option to buy XP potions for 
alternative See, characters. So that's exactly what heirlooms are. Yeah, but that's an in-game currency, so I guess that's not really pay to win because you can't buy gold. You gotta earn that. Well, yeah. I'm so just like, saying, if you earn that, or well, you can't well, buy you gold can, now. Buy, yeah, you can buy gold. Like, oh yeah, that's right. You can't legally, yeah, yeah. you know, through the through. But like, the, if a game you know. did that, like, you can buy XP potions for like five dollars for a stack of ten. After you hit level cap, would you be okay with that? Like, once you have one character through the ropes, um, or is that still pay to win? I mean, if you're gonna have character boost as well, I mean, I don't really care. Like, that's fine. If you're gonna have character boost, you might as well like, if somebody's willing to spend a little bit less money to try to level quicker, sure. Uh, I think it's, I think that's like I think that's fair in my opinion. Like they have to like level first, and then you can unlock the XP. Yeah, first. I mean that's completely fair. But like, but what I'm arguing is, well, you asked me a different question. You asked me if I was okay with the XP uh, boost after they leveled, which right, yeah, I'm fine if there is all as their pay pay to win system. Right. Well, right. Well, we have to really define pay-to-win. Like, when we you, think of pay-to-win, we think, like, in Call of Duty, if you could pay to have a better gun, right. that's pay-to-win, right? right? If, you have, if you're stronger than somebody. Right. Just by spending money, then right? you buy it. Like, but, look, if there is progression in Call of Duty, if you could pay to level up 10 levels, that's, that's convenience, but you're also stronger with somebody else. So that's kind of what I'm arguing here. See, but I think the thing is that you may be stronger than somebody else, but they can also achieve that. I think it comes down to the discrepancy of how wide the convenience gap is. Like, when I talked about Rift earlier, like, when you go from 15 days to almost 300, that is pay to win. Right. It's a ridiculous amount. I but think... In, in Call of Duty, if you, you know, you pay five bucks for ten levels, right? But if the other person just plays for, like, three hours, they can get ten levels. No, yeah, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have to make the amount of time you have to play reasonable. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, like, it has to be something that's not, like, a year. Because when you think about it, level 1 to 110, yeah, it takes a lot. But if you're dedicated, you could do that in, like, maybe two weeks. But um, but when it takes, like, a month or two months, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. at that point, you kind of have to pay unless you really want to just be grinding the game all day yeah. and What's night. the thing? If it's like, if Vanilla <laughs> WoW had boosts, that would be pay to win. Because right. leveling in Vanilla WoW was like a task. Right. And it took months. And like, when when the gap is that wide, it is pay to win. But do you think like after Classic WoW releases, after like a year or two, when people's like, the game hype dies down, they add level boost, do you think that would be okay? Like they do with everything else? I think it should be like you said. If they have a max level character, they can boost it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's yeah. fine. I mean, to because be like, honest you with you, game once, right? To be honest with you, um, remember when Soda Poppin did that video where he go to like one ten in like An hour. a couple of hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're gonna have a game like that, you know. But look, um, I think Classic WoW. If 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 they were selling um, level sixty boost at the start, I think that's that would be pay to win. I agree with you. I, they, I definitely I mean, if, agree with you. If they did that, Classic WoW would be dead on arrival. Yeah, definitely. There's no, there's no way that would make it through. Yeah. So, uh, now that we're on Classic WoW, how do you think... Do you think it's going to be like RuneScape where you just pay for one subscription? Yes. There's no way they're going to make split. I mean, that's how they could fuck it up. That's how they're going to fuck it up. <laughs> if, if like there's a way for Classic WoW to be fucked up, they're going to make you pay... A different subscription for those servers. There's no way Blizzard would do that. I I, I, I don't know. I if they if they did that, yeah, you're right. It's it would die. die. Yeah. 
like I think both. But I can see them doing something like that because Blizzard seems like a pretty greedy company, especially when it comes to WoW. I I wouldn't consider them greedy. I don't know necessarily that Blizzard itself is greedy, but Blizzard Activision, you know, that's like a whole. I just think they can hook people up a little bit more than they do. Well, I mean. Well, when you like think about greedy sales, like they're trying to promote Battle for Azeroth currently, and like they're going to give you twenty five percent off, like. A, but that's something you you don't expect. Like and that's like three days extra. of game time, like three days of game time is nothing. Or four, what is it? Four days, like that's nothing. Yeah, but would they you prefer them do nothing? Because you, we, I, I mean, they didn't announce it. You didn't expect yeah, it, but so it's not like to promote a new game, right? They want people to buy their fifty dollar game. You gotta, you gotta like fucking be nice to somebody you know you gotta like get them soft i mean what i what i would prefer is that the the non-sale cost of wow services comes down because it is insanely expensive yeah for such a subtle task to switch servers and factions is 55 dollars. that's an entire fucking Mm -hmm. game no i agree with you there have been games like rift when it came out you could just transfer servers when you you know you I think you had to wait like every seven days, but you could just transfer servers for free because it doesn't re- cost them anything. I think server transfer should be a free That's service. What I'm saying. You're paying twenty five dollars for something because if that you, like barely cost them electricity. Because if you end up in the situation where like, you know, you have a group of friends that's playing the same game as you, but you're not like on the same page as you are with your like your close knit friends, they're on different servers. It's like all right, you're fucked. But if everybody can like transfer to the server for free, then it's like it's no problem. But in WoW, it's like if you want to play with your friends that you just met, they're on a different server. Well, I guess how it used to be. It's not the same anymore. You have to pay the $25 to switch over to the server. But now everything's cross-server, so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Which is but, good. But I mean, like, uh, the issue with WoW is that, like, I, for instance, have 11 max level characters. So, like, if I wanted to switch all of them, that's, right. you know, it's like 250 bucks. And I think thirty dollars is pretty outrageous for a faction change. Yeah, and that's, alone. that's ridiculous. Because that's the biggest barrier. Like, if you want to play with the friend who's on the alliance, it's thirty bucks from either one of you. And there's there's no way around that. And I was thinking, yeah. like, it can't it can't cost them anything because you can faction change on the test realm. That's a good point. If it cost if it if they if it if they had to spend money to faction change, like it cost them anything, they wouldn't. You wouldn't be money, able yeah. to switch back and forth on the test realm. But then again, I guess like the uh, the amount of people that would be doing it if it was on live servers, it would probably. No, I'm not saying make it bit. free. I'm just but, saying. Yeah, that, but, but like you're saying it can be done. Yeah. Thirty fucking dollars. It's it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. It, you, like, it's just like the value that's, that you get. It doesn't make sense because that's like a barrier. That yeah, you can't play with it. You literally the, can't play with somebody. But else. at the same time, if people weren't paying for it, it wouldn't be that price. It is still that price because people still pay for it. But I mean, like. We need to boycott. But like what? Boycott. Wow <laughs> but like what can you do? Like not pay for it? You can, like if you don't pay for it, see, you don't play with the person you well, want to play well, with. Well, there's the thing. So it becomes time versus money. Right. So like you could either pay for it, or you could just level up a new character. And it it just depends like how much time, how yeah, much money is your time worth? Because like if you make twenty dollars an hour, and it is twenty five dollars to server change, but leveling a character would take you two weeks. It makes more sense to just pay for the transfer. Yeah, true. Right. So now that we're on the topic of leveling characters and MMOs, do you like, for example, like Final Fantasy's level model, where you can level every job on one character? There's only one need. There's only need for one character. Or I think 
I think different different games benefit from that, but no, I don't like it. I like, like I like model? people being restricted because you know it creates uniqueness. So I, if you could just reset all your talents and just play the same shit I'm playing, that's kind of like. But no, like you have to level. You still have to level. Oh, you still have to level each. I mean, yeah. and but and it, but it gives you an integrated XP boost. So it if gives you have, you, a, I, I want to say it's like a hundred percent XP. Boost. If you have a class that's higher than anything else you're playing, whatever is lower, it will level twice as fast. But Which do you keep the cool. same level on the other one? So you could. So let's say the level cap for each class is a hundred. You uh-huh. could have a hundred on each class of yeah, your character. Yeah, you could have So what it does is when you change your main weapon, it switches your class. Oh. So like, if you have, kind of like artifacts. If you have a, yeah. So if, like, if you have a staff equipped. You can be a black mage, but if you switch to a two-handed sword, you're a dark knight. Which I think is cool, because like if the party needs a tank, you'd be like, hey, I have a tank leveled and it's pretty geared. Yeah. Let me swap over that. I'm a DPS. You have too many DPS. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends if it limits you on maybe like, let's say you you your main class is like a mage. Well, you can be right. a battle mage. Well, no, because you can't you can't intertwine Could you, like that. Let, let's say okay, so can you be anything? Like yeah, or is you can be anything. Anything that okay. Which makes it kind of cool when, in a sense of playing with your friends, it's like hey, you know, I'm playing with Michael. He only fucking levels DPS. I'm on a DPS True. right now, but I can switch to a tank, and I can, and like we can get Michael in the party right. instead of not having him at all. I think it's kind of cool to have that available. Well, I mean, I think WoW did do um, do a better job with that because um, now instead of having to change dual spec you could actually be all any spec you want obviously you're restricted if you play a mage you're only going to be dps right but now druids could literally play any spec uh, any spec they want so here's the thing i was going to bring up with that is um the reason i like the final fantasy model and just being able to switch between classes on the same character is because every class does one thing and since you can choose every class at will cool, yeah. they balance them for one specific thing Whereas, like, in WoW, you have 12 right, classes, yeah. 36 specializations, and then if well, one of your specs is... Huh? 35. Druids have four demon Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. Um, and then one of, if, like, one of them's a weak link, you're fucked. Like, yeah. If, like, well, if all your DPS is nice, but the tank is, like... It's not even that. I'd say it's, like... So, say you're playing a paladin, and you can fill all the roles, right? But, uh... Say something's really strong and holy, but Prot also has that skill. So they nerf it, which puts holy in line, but makes Prot weaker than the other two. Right, yeah. Right. So because that class does three separate roles, you constantly have to balance. It almost makes it and impossible like, to balance. Exactly. And th- that's the thing. That's the issue that Blizzard runs into, is their game is too hard to balance. They don't know how to balance it. But, like, in Final Fantasy, everything is, you know, certain classes do better at certain things, like, you know, single target versus AoE or whatnot. Um, but everything is pretty even. Everything's strong and what it's suited to Because do. that class is, like, its own thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it does one thing. Right. But you can switch. So it's, like, it, I, I just think it's an easier it's yeah, an easier it, model to play. And that game, like, Final Fantasy felt way more balanced than playing WoW. Like, playing both of those games a lot, Final Fantasy, like, raiding, it, it wasn't, like... Oh, Affliction Warlocks and mm-hmm. fucking Marksmanship Hunters are on top of the list. It's like, all right, everybody is that they have like equal power, and it's just it literally just comes down to the player. And, the and that was cool. Like you could, you would see different classes on top of the charts all the time. Where wow, it's like it's always going to be Shadow Priest for this month until they yeah. nerf Shadow Priest, and, and then it's going to be Frost Mage. The thing is, uh, there's a flavor of the month. In Final Fantasy, there was no flavor of the month. There was obviously like stronger classes, but everything could be doable as well. 
down to if you played it well or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like the the thing that WoW runs into a lot, especially the the during the mythic race for raids, is class stacking. Because they'll take, you know, thirteen boomkins or right. thirteen affliction locks or rogues or whatever. But in Final Fantasy, if you class stack you lose buffs. You get punished. And you lose debuffs because each because the classes still have their uniqueness. So it's like, you know, you have certain classes that overlap and, like, they'll apply the same debuff, but, like, one's a DPS and one's a tank. So if you take the DPS, then you can take the other right. two tanks and shit like that. I so, mean, like, they still have their flavor, and, like, they're still thematically unique. Whereas, like, in WoW, like, they've taken all that stuff out because it's too hard to balance. Yeah. Well, I will ask you this. Is there PvP? Yes. There is. There is? Because um, PvP, I think it makes it harder to balance. They have PvP specific skills. Oh, really? It's a completely yeah, different your, skill set. Your for action PvP. bar, your action bars change. Yeah. Well, WoW does too, um, not to the same effect because they have talents. PvP talents, but right. like in Final Fantasy, like you, like even if it's the same ability, right? So you'll have one combo that's like three slashes, and you have that in PVE, and then you go to PvP, and it's the same combo, but it is a different button that you put on your bar. Because it's balanced for PvP. Uh, and you have, like, PvP-specific skills. Right. But you don't use any of your PvE moves unless they also happen to have a PvP variant. Right. It's kind of cool, like, the way PvP works in that game. Like, you press, like, the first button of the combo, and then that button itself switches to another button. Right. And you press the same button three times, and it does a three-hit combo. And holy shit, I wish they had that in PvE. But the, uh, yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah. But that would delete the use for some buttons. There yeah. wouldn't be as many buttons. But I think the global cooldown in Final Fantasy, like, the nature of it, it just sets PvP up to fail. It can't really... Because, like, it, casting is weird in that game. You can cancel your cast, like, 0.5 seconds before the cast bar is done, and the ability will still go off. Oh, so right. it was, like, a strat in that game to, like, cancel it, like, at the last minute. So you would get that 0.5 seconds to, like... Cast oh, yeah, spell. exactly. And, and some shit registers when some things shouldn't register. Melee feels really clunky. The global cooldown just fucks it. But in PvE, it makes it really nice because you're not as flustered as you are right. in WoW, where it's like you press a button in 0.2 seconds, you press another button. In Final Fantasy, you like press, it gives you a couple seconds to think, and then you, you just keep trucking along. Yeah. Well, well, which is a better game? It depends. If I'm in a PvP whatever, mood, whatever my friends are playing. That's 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 honestly the <laughs> when biggest the boys thing. were on Final Fantasy, I was on Final Fantasy, and when the boys are on WoW, I'm on WoW because I don't want to play either of them alone. But they have their strong suits. WoW is yeah. WoW is pretty good PvP. Uh, but the PVE lacks, in my opinion. It's just not, I don't know, it doesn't entice me, but in Final Fantasy, I was always down to raid. I was ready. I think the thing is in Final Fantasy... Um, it feels rewarding. You feel rewarded, and it feels more like a dance, you know? And yeah, it's you, the same you, like, thing. You get yeah. rewarded for, like, learning the mechanics mm-hmm. of it, and, like, people make spreadsheets where, like, at two minutes and 43.5 seconds into this fight, this ability will go off. Right. But, like, there's a lot of, like, memorization involved. Plus, with eight people, it's a lot easier to jump right. into. It is it is the hardest PVE content I've ever done for sure. Like, I mean, I read like I led like a raid team, and Dean was on it, and like we got to like the third tier boss in like the raid because they have like savage difficulties, like heroic and mythic, and and it just it adds new mechanics to the fight. It makes right. the fight longer, and we spent three or four months on one fight, literally three days a week, two hours each time just learning yeah wiping and, like, and learning i was literally making i was like a robot i was making the same call outs at the same time every fight the same way until we just fucking got it and it took about three months but when we fucking killed it everybody was like holy fucking shit it's finally fucking yeah, done like it feels really good to kill a boss in that game 
Whereas like, I don't know, man. In WoW, I just feel like WoW's. I feel like the raids <laughs> groups are too big in WoW. In Final Fantasy, it's eight player raids, and I think that's the perfect number. Yeah. I feel like ten people. It's a little too confusing. Twenty five people. It's a clusterfuck. Twenty five raids. Someone can AFK, and you won't even fucking notice. But I think eight people is perfect. You know, four DPS. I don't know. That contradicts everything. Dean. Raid Finder is the best type of raid there is, right, Dean? I had Dean. Raid- Hell no. <laughs> raid Finder ruined. Wow. Well, don't even add Dude, me. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, the thing I like about the eight person raid size is um, you're more accountable. Right. And you know you can actually see when people mess right. up. Whereas in WoW, yeah, exactly. you know, in WoW you could have three pillars on the map, six pools of poison, someone carries an orb the wrong way, but you can't even fucking see them. Right. And like, you know, it's just so hard to get 20 people on the same page. But like in Final Fantasy, like you can see when someone messes up, you meme it, and you try to improve. Honestly, right. when like, I... It's, it feels like a much more close-knit game, because like, uh... I just feel like WoW has too many people. Like, you're just a number on the DPS chart. But, like, in Final Fantasy, like, our raid group was really close. And it was oh, we were, yeah, fun. it was super close. We were, like, yeah. we, like, we would talk all, all the time. And I know people do that in WoW, like, with their guild and stuff. But, like, there's no way you get all 20 people constantly talking. Like, even when they're not at the computer. My favorite thing that Final Fantasy does is DPS checks. Mm-hmm. And they have it in every fight. And that's it's always there. It's DPS check. If you fail DPS check, you fucking wipe. There's no, like there's nothing else. like there was this the first raid in the new expansion that when they dropped it there was a mini boss before the actual boss it was literally one ad and it was just some dude with a, like a pole arm but he like ramped up damage over time the longer he stayed alive and when he got to like nine stacks he started one shotting everybody and it took us two months to get past the mini boss before we could even progress on the first boss. Oh wow! Yeah, and that and that that was it was it was it sucked, but it was kind of fucking cool, because it was like everybody has to be on their shit, or you can't fight the boss. Right. And 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 boss fights, it felt like that as well. You know, the boss starts casting something. It's like, all right, we gotta fucking burn it before the cast bars up. We fucking go again. And that's that's like the biggest thing in the game was those wipe timers, like the DPS checks. Because the more you fuck up mechanics, the more deaths you have, the slower the DPS starts going, the more likely you are to hit that fucking rage timer. And that was it. Like, if, if you had two deaths and when you're fucking raid run, you might as well wipe it. Right. Yeah. Like, we, we would be dying in, like, phase one and be like, dude, there's no way we're going to hit the timer. We got to fucking wipe. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Oh, my goodness. Um, something about Final Fantasy compared to WoW uh, in the raiding scene is that in WoW, you always hit a point where you outgear everything. And then you just blow it up. And, like, you don't need cooldowns anymore. You know, you can just go through and destroy it. But, like, in Final Fantasy, you never really outgear until it's, like, a couple, a couple, like, a tier or two older. Yeah. But, like, no, if, you have, if you have Savage gear and you're doing a current Savage it's boss, like, you're still carry. popping cooldowns, you're still doing tank swaps. And I'd say the only thing that really, like, increases efficiency-wise is some people can one-heal fights. Mm-hmm. But, like... You know, your DPS goes up and shit, but, like, the tanks are still popping tank cooldowns. You're right. still tank swapping. Like, you can't just go on autopilot. Yeah, that does let that, me yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, Is the eight-man raids, like, strict? Like, only eight people could come? Only eight people. Yes. Okay, so WoW, WoW is variable. But... Like, you could have 11, 12 So people. there's this thing, there's this mechanic in Final Fantasy called Limit Break. And it's something you slowly generate over time. And, like, the, like okay, so if you have a full group of people, you get three bars of limit break. 
So if you're in a raid, you get three bars. Uh, if you don't have, if you have seven people, you get two bars. Uh, if you have a multiple of another class, you get two bars. Oh, so you and that have lim- to. And that limit break, honestly, the, like the, it takes off like three to four percent of the boss's health. Yeah, and it's like your raid using like an ultimate ability. But you can't, so, you can't use it until like the final phase in most fights. Mm-hmm. And every class has a different limit break. Like it does different shit. Like melee have a single target, ranged have an AOE limit break, and tanks have like a defense, and healers can res people. Oh wow! Yeah, so like we've had fights where we have like one tank alive, and that's it, or like one healer alive, and they pop their limit break three, and everybody's back up on their feet at right. full health. All cooldowns are up, and like you just mow through it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool system. And I, I think something that's, I think a lot of the reason why I liked it is because, I find the mechanics in Final Fantasy interesting. Like they have good mechanical boss fights, whereas like in WoW, it could be like a spike comes up, run the ball behind it. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I, I think just, Blizzard I, has a lot they could learn from Final Fantasy. Well, I think the thing that Blizzard does is there's so many bosses per raid that they can't make every fight good. So you end up with like eighty percent of the raid being fodder, and then you have like two to three bosses that are like really stand out good. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like yeah, Agrimar totally. or um, what's the last boss? That uh, the creator Argus. Guy? Argus. Argus. Like, those are really good fights. But the first six, seven, eight fights Push in that place, place, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I could fall asleep. Like, yeah, Final Fantasy was always, their mechanics always surprised me. Like, there was this one fight where, like, they used, like, a gravity system. Where, like, some mechanics you have to turn on anti-gravity to, like, avoid the mechanics. And I'm like, well, this is fucking cool. Like, how are they going to top this? Then they release a fight where it's, like, a boss who, like, tells you riddles. And you got to fucking, like, do the opposite of the riddle or you die. And it's, like, mm-hmm. and they just keep throwing fresh shit out, like, that I have never seen before. And it's just fucking cool. And that's the thing, like, uh, Final Fantasy is not afraid to go vertical with their mechanics. Yeah, that's Whereas true. Whereas WoW does not have vertical mechanics. But Final Fantasy will, like, do... Like the gravity shit. You know I think I mean? the only vertical fight in WoW there is is in Firelands, the bird fight where you fly through the air and go through the circles. Is yeah, but I don't even. I mean, I don't know. I don't really. But I mean, that was only that. select people. That was only like two people. That yeah. was a whole raid. Two, I think three maybe. Yeah. But. I guess it depends what you mean. Yeah. Because vertical isn't like. Yeah. You're hitting different parts of the boss depending on how high or low you are. Right. Because no, that's no. what I think you mean. No, no, no. Like. Like so going like up and flying mechanic. and things. Yeah. With the gravity mechanic in uh, the fight we're talking about, it puts a pool over the entire arena. So you have to... And you have like an extra action button. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you an extra button and you have to go up. Oh. But, uh, and then he has an ability that slams you back down. But like, It forces you to the ground. Yeah. At another point, um, it will put the pool down and then at everywhere but the center of the map, it will put... Uh, a damage dealing effect above the pool so you oh. have to run to the run to the middle go up and then the pool goes under and then the other effect goes out right so like it's about timing which is yeah yeah cool. and it's like I, it's just very interesting and like even though it took us like a long time to kill these bosses i just felt always engaged and like right. and the, the cool thing is is like they know like they they set the raids up to make them difficult they release mm-hmm. like four bosses at a time and you're like that's fucking it you do the casual story mode you burn through them and then you get to savage and it's fucking it's completely different and it takes months for like one boss and that's the thing you do it's one raid per expansion and they release tiers yeah different wings which is I got cool. you. well i mean i think 
I think um, Blizzard. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, Blizzard might double the content, but just stretch out the quality yeah. of the content. Because I do think that the mythic fights. I mean, I've never legit done a mythic fight that was um, that was like live. Yeah. Like for example, like 110. Current. Yeah, current. Like I've never done one because they're too hard for me. So obviously, you know. And it's and honestly, it's it's hard to find ten people that are on the same schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. With eight people, it's. I mean, it's really not. That That's honestly different. one of the killers of MMOs in general. I think it's just you know cra- finding people. Uh, crowd controlling people to like actually yeah, be yeah, on yeah. time, well, things I mean, like that. You have to schedule it. You have to actually put in work uh, as a raid leader or guild leader, to, like set up time, oh, yeah, set up Google one. Docs to yeah, like schedule shit. On, yeah. Right, because then you have to like you find a random that really yeah. hasn't been practicing with you. I'm right. guilty of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, well, like nope. the thing is, like with with an eight person raid group, if you have like you know even a little friend group, you're almost all the way there. Like we out of our eight person raid groups like six of us already knew each other right and then you just you fill in two you do recruitment but like if we had six people in wow you know we'd have to recruit minimum four players and then if you want to do mythic raiding mythic is a fixed 20-man party so then we'd have to recruit 14 players if we wanted to push content right but like with eight players you can do the hardest content in the game yeah and i think that's awesome and i'll I'll bring up one more point before um we switch on to the next topic. Um, I think Blizzard is more flavor of the month stuff. I think they kind of like it. Like, for example, in Diablo, like if one build works, if your set works, uh, Blizzard isn't going to like um, when we compare Path of Exile to Blizzard to, to Diablo three, like Path of Exile, I've heard you could make a build out of anything. Pretty much. Yeah. And then Diablo three, it's like you're kind of if you pick the Crusader you're kind of stuck with you know what works best your set so i think blizzard likes the flavor of month stuff and in wow if for if running four monks in a mythic dungeon works i mean they obviously they're obviously fine with that i just don't like that because i feel like everybody's doing the same thing so if it's like it is like united crusaders like they have like their strong set it's like hey i play crusader and diablo it's like hey i do too then like assume that you two play the fucking exact same right thing yeah no, exactly. thing? i mean you you could experiment with experiment with different stuff but there is a defined stronger thing yeah which Bath of exile and maybe final fantasy uh have completely different and i mean the thing is like in diablo 3 like it revolves so much around sets that each class only has like three to four sets that actually work end game right and like one of them is the best exactly that's what i mean yeah and like that's how blizzard likes it and uh a path of exile were yeah, you gonna mention something about that? No, I was gonna talk about Diablo Four as well. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard rumors about that game mm-hmm. started in development. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think we all have to get hype when Blizzard starts to. Yeah, but like, I'm trying to like think of how Diablo Four is gonna be different than Three, because I think Diablo Three is a, a fucking perfect game for its genre. So, what I want for what Diablo Four needs to do is they need to take they need to look at Path of Exile. And wonder why people played that, you know, over Diablo three. Because until season fourteen, Diablo three was dead. And then well, they added themed seasons, like Path of Exile does. And even though it's not like a huge change in gameplay, people want to come back and see. Yeah, what's I want to see them take subtle things like that from that game. But I don't want to see them take the complex 
like right. talent system exactly honestly that overwhelms me and that deters me from like and like when i see the people scroll over like items in path of exile <clears throat> and get the fucking scroll because it's so goddamn long of all the effects like i don't want to sit there and read through all that no i will tell you why i <laughs> played path of exile um it's because it's free to play so that's it's that's awesome. one of it's the awesome. reasons yeah, it's awesome that's one of the reasons why and it looks good it's got good graphics it's pleasing to look at um yeah i i think path of exile like they did a lot of things right and making it free to play was one of those things mm-hmm. but uh i do think if diablo 4 keeps going on with these with these you know reaper of soul changes i think it'll be a good game i just hope they're i mean i hope there's like a like a city in Diablo 4 yeah, so where you can see other players that's what I was gonna and with their on. transmogs and their gear and their builds like they'd be cool if you can expect people they should like they've also been promising PvP in Diablo for a while and I don't I think have they experimented with that before and they've been talking about it but I think they should try to implement that into Diablo no Diablo 3 had PvP at some uh, at I one point I think Diablo 4 should have instance PvP like something you queue up for that equalizes and normalizes gear maybe gives you like you can like pick your abilities obviously and then you just like you know mm-hmm. do well it. i will ask you guys this did you guys play path of exile the battle royale mode there i don't know there was no. a battle royale mode uh no i think they did it for april fools and it actually was a thing so i was gonna ask you guys if it was a pvp and no, that's cool, no one of those style games like having pvp and in, in, in graded into what it what is that like, genre of game called ARPG, ARPG, action RPG. I think those games would have very fun PvP. I think you can make it very fun. I think it's going to be very hard to make it very fun. It could be like it. It has potential for sure, and they should work on it. I mean, like arenas in Diablo would be fucking sick. Like that'd be dope. I don't know how they would do that, but arenas would be fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets people to do, and they should do like the season sets, but they should. Have PvP seasons. Have sets. like a gladiator set, right? For Diablo, like everybody um, goes in like normalized gear. They should do like two separate queues. They should have like a quick play where like everybody's normalized gear and like same power, and you go in and like play. But if you have like the season gear, you can queue for like competitive, where you play against people where gear matters. So it's like if you're gonna gimp yourself, then you're gonna get fucked. Like I think that's that'd, that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean. I just think it's going to be hard to do. Oh, it definitely would like, be. Like, it's just one of those games where PvP doesn't exist because it's it's not something that... I just think they could add so much content with PvP and they could keep right. the game fresh for a while. Yeah, well, I just want to point out, um, what you're talking about is actually what Destiny did. So they had modes where everything was normalized. Like, your light score did not matter. Right, yeah. But then they had the event, which was uh, Iron Banner... I believe is what it was called, where your light score was taken into account. Yeah. And like, you could body people. That's cool. They did not yeah. have gear. Yeah. That's cool. And I think if it's a separate queue, that's totally fair. Yeah, and it's like an event. It was like every, I think it was like every other month or every two months, and it had like special armor and stuff that you could get, yeah, special like, emblems. You earn like the, the gladiator, let's say, gear from the casual, but it doesn't matter inside the casual. Right. But like, you just keep playing casual to get better and get the gear, and then you can go into competitive. Right, yeah. ranked. But if I mean, you queue up without the gear, you're going to get fucked. Like, I think that's totally fine. I, I understand that companies are striving for, like, fair PvP where everybody's the same, but I hate it. Like, it's it's not fun for me. And, like, I really enjoyed the, you know, pre-Cataclysm era where, like, if you had gear, you would destroy people. Yeah, but see, that was fun for us because we knew that was the case, so we would go into PvP with the strong gear. Yeah. But for the people we were fucking... Uh, it's not fun for them. No, and I'm like, not, and I'm I've not. been in that like where I'm like, I want to try out this new class, but you can't 
get a feel for how the class actually works in PvP, like, if you like it, because you get fucking rolled. Yeah. Like, when Heirlooms first came out, the fucking, oh my oh, god. Oh, the twink brackets. Oh my god, it was insane, insane. You people would one-shot you just because they had an heirloom weapon. Yeah. Like, like literally, hunters would just run around like arcane shot and we're fucking dead. It was insane. Yeah, I yeah. just feel like we're, I just feel like we're moving away from the era of gaming where stuff like that is of bullying. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> but bullying is so fun. And B- it is. In BFA, I think they, they do um, tone it down. And, and what I mean by that is that gear actually matters a little bit more in BFA. Okay. Because right now in WoW, if you have better gear, it's only, like, if you have... Uh, the difference between a fresh 110 and somebody that's fucking geared is like a 10% difference. And yeah, because they do those normalized stats. Right. I'm just happy um, they're going back to PvP gear in a while. Because right. right now there's like no way to earn PvP gear. Tell me, tell me, how, ask me how much I love Mop. Cosmetic. Ask me how much I love Mop. Mop was perfect for PvP. Yeah, it was, in the it was insane. State. But um, I love like getting honor, buying honor gear right. to get conquest, and they get conquest gear. Like that was fucking great. And then they got rid of it. And they're like, alright, you're going to earn these through disenchanting PvP because you don't yeah, need yeah through through getting rid of well duplicates. they got rid of it in Legion so just just so we're we're sure they got rid of it in Legion instead of um instead of Warlords of Draenor yeah and yeah they kept it in Warlords which was nice right but uh now how it's just like strictly cosmetic it's dumb like you go to the vendor and it's like okay you have one of these fucking things and it takes seventy five of them and you can get one piece and it's just the way it looks right. it's just strictly cosmetic which is meh. Anything. I think Blizzard's trying different things as well. I'm the sorry. same thing with the Valor. Like, used to, there used to be Valor. You used to run Heroics to get Valor to buy raid gear. Now it's like you just run, hopefully, a boss drops your gear. Right. But I get fucked all the time and I get gold. And, like, that pisses me off. When I do yeah. Raid Finder and I get fucking gold off of every single boss. And, like, I, do, I don't like the personal loot. I like fighting over loot, honestly. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing, dude. Unless you're, you know, with them getting rid of uh, group loot and just going to personal... Uh, in BFA, and then um, are they keeping that in BFA? They said, I believe so. As of now, it is only personal loot. Um, but some a change I'm really happy with is that they scaled back Titan forging. Okay, good. because that was that was a crazy RNG. Yeah, because it could it could scale to the highest item level like available at the time based off of luck. Yeah, so you could get someone in a heroic, and it's an incredibly low chance, but they could get like a mythic piece of gear. Yeah. And then let me like, let me tell you how much I love Diablo 3's gear system though. <laughs> because I love I love getting all those drops. It makes me feel like I'm actually progressing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually like yeah, it might be shit, but it's it's something that drops. It's so kinda it's kind of tormenting like, in the in the sense of like you're chasing that one set that's right. OP and you keep fucking rolling for the gear and you can't get the gear, yeah. but it does give you other shit in place. So it's right. like I use this for yeah. now, which is cool. And then the other thing is like it also gives you stuff for later. Because, I mean, Michael and I have been playing Diablo in the same room for, like, the past three days. And we'll just be like, I still haven't gotten those bracers, still haven't gotten those boots. <laughs> but I have, like, 200 of the legendary crafting material. Right. Yeah. So it's like, like, you still get something out of it. And I like, um, I like identifying legendaries because it gives you that hearthstone feeling. Yeah. Where you exactly. get something, and if you don't know the icons yet, or, like, a ring, like, you can't really see the icon because it's covered up. Um, you know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. opening a pack right. of cards. Like, you know, you kill the Rift boss, you get five to six legendaries, and it's like, I'm going to go identify these and see what I just got. Right. And it's like that fun, like, rush of anticipation. I think they should do something with duplicates, though. They should do a better, like, duplicate system. Because, like, I mean, if you get a duplicate of a legendary right now, you just salvage it, and you get one 
what are the legendary crafting material is. But I think they should, like, if you have, like, eight pairs of the same fucking boots, you should be able to, like, trade that in for... Yeah, I will like tell you this. Like, like, since cool. legendaries drop so often in the higher levels, um, there's definitely inflation of legendaries, mm-hmm. which kind of makes legendaries a little bit less worth. Um, even, I was about to say, even with that, like, with how many legendaries are in the game and how many drop, it still feels exciting when a legendary drops. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But eventually they'll Which probably wear of, out. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Y- you know, you still get excited for the green ones. Right. The green's cool. Yeah. The primal, uh, the, not the primal, but the ancient the legendaries. The I don't even know where to begin to uh, create the primal or like I don't know how They're that dropped. works. It's, They're dropped. Yeah. It's that must be insane. Yeah, getting a primal one. Yeah. You can you can roll primal ancient legendary. And that is a. Right. As far as I know, it is a piece of gear that has every, um, it has every property slot filled. And right. it, it rolled at the highest stat for them. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it is like an incredible piece of gear. And like, after a while, once you have your set, that's what the game becomes. Yeah. Like, you are farming for those, like, do you, think, you know, like one in a thousand drops. Yeah. Do you think since that's like the system they're going with, is like you have the chance of getting the ancient gear, that there should be a way to upgrade your non ancient legendaries to ancient eventually? Because, like, if you want that one legendary with the highest possible stats rolled, like, it's just going to be even harder to chase it. Like, it's you're chasing it, and then, like, now that you have it, it's like, oh, fuck. It could be way better, and but it's not. Do you think there should be a way you could, like, upgrade those legendaries to ancient? I, I don't think so. That way it's not based purely off RNG? Well, the whole thing is it's, it is a game genre designed on RNG. Yeah. Like. But I feel like they could stray away from that. Well, the thing is, like... Unless you're actively pushing, like, rank 1 greater rifts, when you have all your set and it's ancient, you know, primal ancient geared out, what do you do? Like, yeah, that's if, true. If there's a way... But they would have more people pushing those rank 1 rifts, which I think would be pretty cool. Well, I'm just saying people are already pushing them now. But it's just like... Yeah, but then you, like, you have to get lucky and you get the ancient gear. I'm just saying, it's like, if there was... If there was a surefire way to get an ancient primal piece of gear, that would take you off the loot treadmill. I just think they should make it difficult. Like, if they're going to do that, they should make it extremely hard. But there should be a way to do it. Um, like, they should make... They, like, there should be something you should have to work at. Be like, okay, I can level this up eventually if I get these. But, like, to say that like, you could, like, never have that best-in-slot piece and best-in-slot rolled if you're not fucking lucky. And then you can't do those higher rifts that other people are doing. And it just seems a little unfair. I mean, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but a lot of games just work like that. Like, wow, like yeah, if no, you don't get the right drop. But we just said we didn't like that. We didn't like the Titan forging system. So why is it different in WoW than it is Diablo? Well, uh, I, I I never said that. I I mean, I don't care about the Titan forging system. I don't like the Titan forging system because I mean, it's it's RNG to be stronger. Yeah, but uh, but at the same time, and it's, it's a like significant so, edge over somebody else. I think they put that in because. Um, they want more more content in their I mean, drops. It's exciting. I mean, it's right, exactly. This is what I mean. If you're excited for something, then they're doing something right. But. I mean, I think the other thing is when you look at Diablo, like, um, you know, in WoW, you could do a heroic dungeon or a mythic dungeon. You can get a mythic raid piece of gear. But in Diablo, the only way you're going to, um, you know, get those primal ancient items on a reasonable time scale is by doing the hardest content, right? Which yeah. is tier thirteen. So it's like, yeah, yeah, like you can technically get one on like Torment One, but it's you know it may not be that great, or it's just gonna take so fucking long, and like part of you know part of the gearing process in Diablo is like 
trial and error of like scaling the torment level and by the time you're at 13 and you can like speed farm 13 and you're just looking for that one primal ancient item like you have such an increased drop rate you have such you know an increased like chance of getting this just by going up in difficulty exactly because it's you know everything scales with that difficulty level yeah i guess that's right i think about that at that point you probably have like speed farming builds and shit that doesn't make it yeah yeah like that's what i'm doing right now i'm speed farming greater rift 50 just yeah, trying that, to get like the one piece i need to go up yeah yeah that kind of deludes my point because yeah that is true and the higher difficulty the better chance you are of having these things drop mm-hmm. so yeah that's true right but in wow that's not the case at all that's what i'm saying like you could do a heroic and you get yeah you could do a fucking normal dungeon and you get a mythic piece yeah it's like holy fucking shit and <laughs> it's like it's so stupid and like but the thing is it invalidates so much of the game mm-hmm, you know right. what i mean because like i feel like heroic dungeons used to mean so much in wow they were such a big piece of like the gearing process the gearing process yeah. and now they cut it out with the middleman being raid finder i don't think i don't think they cut it out i do think they made it more noticeable that heroic dungeons are um, because i remember like back in lich king you had to like spam run some heroic dungeons to get some gear well the thing was is that once you were done with those heroic dungeons you would never come back to them that's the thing and I think it's more noticeable towards the later expansions. I think that's how it is now. I don't think that's true to past WoW. Well, now because look, when, when when um Wrath came out, yeah, you were grinding those heroic dungeons. But then once you got to the raid tiers, you never went back. And when the other patches came out, so I think it's just a lot more noticeable. And do you think they should figure out a way to keep our dungeons relevant? Well, they have with Mythic. That's their, their that's their solution. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And I mean. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. Mythic dungeons are super cool, in my opinion. I think it was a great idea. Yeah, I like mythic dungeons, but I do. again, the the WoW balancing comes into play. Right. Because yeah, like, if you want to like, push mythic dungeons, you better play a Blood Death Knight. It's literally you, like when we come back to WoW, it's like who's gonna get the luck of the draw of picking the right class? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like exactly. all right, Michael comes back to WoW, he boosts a monk. Oh, fucking monk's <laughs> the best goddamn thing in the game. Yeah, like, exactly. And right. then we popped off, and it's like, um. You know, it's pretty much like uh I think the specializations in WoW kind of fuck it up for classes because like that's what I'm saying. There's it's never it's it's never the case where it's like oh BM hunter, marksman hunter, and survival hunter are on the same page. Pick what you mm-hmm. want to play is more fun. It's always marksmanship hunter is the best right now. If you don't play marksmanship hunter, no group is going to take you. <laughs> it's always one gets shafted, one is like pretty decent on the leaderboard and one's got but you. then yeah and then one is like second on on spreadsheets and it's like huh and that makes people stop playing pick? the game like i've like like back when fire mages got nerfed to the ground and it was like frost was king for years like people that like playing mage fire mages didn't play the fucking game because their class was weak the thing they liked playing was not relevant mm-hmm. and that's i think i think you guys are right but at the same time i think we're spoiled because we played wow for so long because at the same time, like, th- this exists in a lot of other games. Like Diablo, the Crusader's the best right now. In League, you got the flavor of m- the month champions. So while you guys are right that one class and spec will be stronger than the others, I, I, I do think that other games are like that. See, but the other thing is when, when you take Diablo, for instance, Crusaders are the strongest, right? But they're the strongest in solo rifting. They're garbage in parties. And when you're doing a solo rift, you're not competing for spots against other people. Right. Whereas if you're, you know, if you're a, a, a brewmaster 
and you queue up for a party, and there's a blood decay, same item level, taking the blood decay every goddamn time. Right, that like, is true. There's if you're similarly geared, they will always pick the other class. Whereas like in Diablo, you know, Crusader is um you know, Crusader's the best, but it's the best at solo, and that's why the leaderboards are split up by class. No, you're right. Diablo's a different aspect because Diablo uh, it doesn't matter as much, mm-hmm. but, you know, like stuff like League, it does a, lo- a minute well, I mean, a little bit. I guess the other thing with League is, like, you know, heroes can be better, um, but that really comes down to, like, you know, what level are you and your opponent comparatively right. in mechanical skill, and then even if you pick a hero... Well, just isn't... just to be clear, that that's kind of the same thing and uh, true. That's kind of uh, true in WoW as well. Oh, skill sure. does matter. For sure, but it's just, like... You know, in League, even if you pick a bad hero, you're still on the team. Right. Like, right. you're still in that game. But, like, in WoW, if you're, you know, if you play a shit class, then, like, you can't push high mythics. People won't take you. As much shit as I like to give League, their game is pretty balanced. I mean, like, there's, like, a god tier heroes, but I'd say mo- almost every hero on that game is decent and good in the right hands. There's a few heroes where it's like, all right, God, I fucking don't want to see this hero at all. Or got pre rework Exactly. But, like, most of the heroes in that game are fine, especially in the right hands. Oh, have you guys seen the new Aatrox rework? No, no, but thank God. That looks insane, dude. Insane. Aatrox has only been good for, like, the first week he was out, and then yeah. nobody ever played him again. Yeah, it's, like, you should definitely... Uh, His mechanics are weird. That's cool that they're updating him, though. No, he's completely different. He looks fucking dope, and... and um, I don't know how that game's still alive, honestly. Um, Mind boggles me. I think it's dying over time. Like people don't really give a shit about the LCS. It's anymore. hit its peak. It's definitely hit yeah, its, it's peak. Definitely peaked. Well, I mean, you see a lot of like famous YouTubers and stuff just leaving, and then like I, I just, I don't understand how like I mean, you're making good money, but I don't understand how Cutie Pie can fucking stream that game every goddamn day. Same map. Same like, mechanic. That's what I'm saying. It's the same like, and that's why I I stopped playing MOBAs because there's no actual progression, besides like your tier and that just puts you against different players but like when you leave the game you lose your progress right and like you go back in and it's the same map same mechanics same the only exact. thing you're progressing through is rank yeah exactly. And i think heroes of the storm has the best moba model that's out right now you know the team levels up at the same time the team has the same amount of gold and it's, it just comes down to objectives mainly i will agree with you but i think heroes just lacks the the only thing that i hate about heroes is is it doesn't feel good. It, it doesn't feel good enough in certain aspects. Like, for example, getting kills doesn't feel as good as League. Or like CSing a, just doesn't feel like as good. More of a, it feels like a dumbed-down version of League, honestly. Right. Well, yeah, and it's also, it takes away the ability to carry. Right. Yeah, because that's if, true. Because if, no if you're popping off, your but, like, your team off. isn't doing well, you'll be three levels down, you can't kill the yeah. other team. Like, it's just that. Like, you, you can't. Like, your team collectively has to come together and turn the game. You can't carry your team to victory. Right, and you're completely right. I think... Um, but I think the different game with are super sweet in Heroes. It's like every game's a little bit different. Like, it's similar, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. Like, some games you're killing a boss at halftime, some games you're claiming a base at halftime. But... Yeah, but I really like the objectives. Like, yeah, that's the objectives what, That's what cool. makes it fun, and, like, they rotate the map, so, like, every couple weeks, like, you'll have one map pool, then another map pool, then another map pool... So, like, you're never playing, like, you know, like, only you're playing the same map for seven, eight years, and, like, it's just kill the Nexus, that's it. Right. I just, I don't understand, I personally can't get into that monotonous, 
like re- repetitive right. grind where like it's the same thing same objective you do the same build you know it's just like i just can't do it look i think i think where league really shines is um everybody wants to be good and everybody wants mm-hmm. to be good because their um yeah, esports scene is so big mm-hmm. so that's why and i think heroes heroes has no esports <laughs> i mean it does but it's definitely it pales in comparison yeah. so um but no i mean i know we've been on the flavor terrain for heroes but um it's just an easy game to go in and out of right exactly plus i like uh i like playing uh heroes i already know Right. Yeah, like, I, just, I just Blizzard like it world. being in the Blizzard That's universe, sick. like yeah. playing Alex Straza and Garrosh and uh, shout out my girl Johanna. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's just like it's new and it's like comfortable and there's yeah. lore and stuff and it's like characters that you've you know in StarCraft you have a character yeah. that you would never get to play and now you get to play him in Heroes. Whereas like in League, it's just kind of like. We came up with an idea and we slapped some lore on it when we remember that that's a thing. So it's like, there's no real connection to the heroes unless you like think they look cool in main one. So uh, now that we're talking about this, how do you keep League alive? If if you were the CEO, how how do you keep League from dying? Would you add new maps? Dude, they should give everybody every hero. That's a big source of money for them, dude. Yeah, but. I think in terms of keeping their game fresh, I think that'll keep their game fresh. Um, or do you just completely... I, I wish Heroes would do the same do thing. Do you start developing a new game? Nah, you don't develop a new game. I don't think people will play... Because Riot Games only has one game out, and I think... If Riot Games, if they went wanted to make another game, they could not make another MOBA. They would have to make a different game first. Yeah, yeah. that's what like I a mean. a different genre. Like, if, if Riot like if wants Riot to make more shooter, money... Yeah. But um, I don't think Riot could have two MOBAs that are directly competing with each other. I mean, I I think they've, I think they've definitely done good things in the past, but I haven't been keeping up on it. But recently, I haven't really seen that from them. Um, but like the dragon changes they made, where it went from one buff to like four different buffs that you could yeah. get, and then at thirty five minutes, it's like a separate buff, and they stack and shit like that. Um, you know, the Baron changes. How, you know, pre-15 minutes, there's that little mm-hmm. river crab now. Um, they're new heroes. You know, they've really upped the mechanics from, like, the original bunch. Uh, you know, there's more complex mechanics. It's more mechanically skilled. Um, but, like, I can't think of things that they've done since those examples. And, like, I, I don't know what I would do, but, you know, they don't have to completely remake the game or add new modes, but they need to add new like stimuli for the players maybe loot boxes honestly they have loot boxes oh yeah but you still have to you use the loot box and whatever comes out of it's like a discounted price mm-hmm. but i think they have like right. loot boxes where it's That's like right. you open it, it's like bam you can get a hero or you can get a skin for a champion like that cool. i will tell you this that something we don't notice is like the free shit you get because uh, new players coming in it is a little bit easier to get more champions and things like that which is awesome you can't <laughs> knock them for that um, but yeah, I mean they they've been progressive. It's obviously hard for some for like a a, a MOBA giant. I think it is falling off. Yeah. And I don't know. We're going what, into that battle royale flavor. What do you see with the life expectancy of League of Legends? Life expectancy. How much longer do you think it's gonna remain relevant? I mean, look, I think I think it's gonna be re- remain re- relevant for at least three to five years. 
just because it's so huge, the esports scene is established. What what I think is more iffy is how Fortnite's going to keep going for three to five more years. Because um, they banked a lot of this stuff on just being on all the platforms, being free to play. Like, yeah, that works, but I think how do you really get people to start playing it more? Like, you, Fortnite esports is something really sketchy that we haven't really seen being a staple of. Because mm-hmm. uh, Overwatch... I think the developers of Fortnite know that their game has the... An end. Like, it, like, yeah. Like, I think they're aware that, like, they have to get as much money and milk as much right. as they can because the game is eventually going then to get old. The game is going to eventually be repetitive. They've done know. everything right so far. Right. Then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, with, you know, they've got celebrities playing it. They've got popular dances. Um, Ninja is the biggest <laughs> asset they could have ever asked for. The fact that they're Honestly. number one on Twitch all the time. Um you know, and I mean, they add things like they did the whole meteor thing that got people talking. They have the moon rocks now, and it's not like game changing stuff, but like it's little things that like add interesting flavor. Right. Um, you know, they they added the shopping cart recently. Um, so it's just like they've been doing little things, but like, I mean, every time you open the damn game, there's an update. Yeah. There's yeah. a new gun. Yeah. There's a new item. There's something. Um, but I think it's cool how they realize when they don't work. Like, the yeah. self-guided missile, that was in for, like, a week. And they're like, okay, this is a little OP. Yeah. Scrap and, it. I mean, they they have 125 million players. Um, Mobile was the best decision. Oh, for sure. Part. And, I mean, now kids are playing in class. Like, yeah. It's become an issue. Yeah. But it's like, they have hooked that younger audience so well that, like... They've hooked the mainstream, I, which is honestly crazy to me. Yeah. There's people talking about Fortnite that I would never think of, like, bringing up Right, gaming. exactly. That's what I mean. Like, at parties, people are like, hey, you play fucking Fortnite, bro? Dude, you, you go to you any, play right now? Dude, like, you go to any college party, if there's an Xbox, people will be playing Fortnite at some point. Yeah. They'll be like, yo, hop on the sticks, dog. I got a dub yesterday. And it's like, uh, like, I, it happened to me when I went to go visit a friend, and it was, like, weird. Right. Because you have, like, frat guys. Like, the whole frat is just playing Fortnite. And it's honestly, like, a little shocking. Yeah, Fortnite's becoming something that's, like, mainstream, right? And, like, into pop culture, which is really weird. It's almost becoming, like, sports where, like, I think it's, it's like uh, the NFL. You know, you're, you're, you're all rooting for the same I think thing. It's the which is awesome, by the way. Literally last man standing. So, like, it just comes down to skill. Yeah. If you outskill the other players, you're going to win. Well, but look, but I look. Mean, on some point, like, streamer loot is definitely a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I never get shit from my chest, but you see Tim the Tap Man, he full oranges by three minutes. <laughs> but look, tell me tell me two years back if Fortnite was gonna be this big. I don't think Dude, anybody when I first, would predict. When I first it. saw the trailer yeah. for Fortnite, I was like, This game is fucking stupid. I I still think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. I played too. <laughs> I played like the survival mode like a long time ago. I was like, This game's fucking stupid. And it was. But like even if I was the first one to play the battle royale, battle royale mode, I would have never guessed that in one year. I thought I, would I, fucking thought, blow I saw the, I saw the trailer up. and I was like, "This is this is like a little indie game that's just gonna die off." And, and I mean, it just it's so weird how you had like you had H one Z one, you had Daisy, you had PUBG, but every battle royale game was taking that like realistic aspect, and not I mean Daisy and H one Z one like not really that much, but they were just garbage games. Uh, but then PUBG went with the like you know realistic shooter right. style because it was built off of arma um and you but but all those games were mods they were right. all mods and they all ran like garbage and then fortnite just comes in and makes it its own game and gives it a unique art style 
and then it's not. It's just like, how did it get big? The no, I think it's just like it's big because le- it's big. Like, let me tell you how it got big. I think the battle royale mode was something some like any gamers never seen. Like most gamers never seen a battle royale mode on the console, for example. Mm-hmm. And Fortnite just became free to play, and it ran on everything. And that's how it got so big. I think Battle Royale, everybody wanted something like that. It's so addicting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Everybody dreamed uh, of that. It's just that you can't get PUBG on everything. So yeah. And it's not guaranteed to work every time. Right, exactly. Fortnite's um, like, okay, I know I'm going to go into this game. I'm going to get 60 FPS. I'm going to turn this corner. It's going to be smooth. And I'm going to pick up this gear. And it's going to go on my inventory. PUBG, it's like, oh, you can fucking sit there trying to pick something up for five goddamn minutes. Right. And somebody comes behind you and kills you. And PUBG is more complicated. You have to actually, like... Uh, you know, put mods on your weapons, modification. Mm-hmm. They they try to do it like hardcore type deal. Right. Yeah. Where Fortnite's just like pick up pick up a gun, kill somebody with it. Yeah. Exactly. Be the last man standing. And the thing is, like, it's very like it's a lighthearted take on the genre. Yeah. Like, there are memes and there's dances and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. there's like fun stuff that kids like. But it's like if you show a kid PUBG, it's just like you know. Right. I mean, you shoot people, but Call of Duty has more interesting gameplay. Like, why would you run for 15 minutes just to get sniped from someone you can't see? It's just and insane to see all these kids and stuff, like, just doing the dances randomly in yeah, public. Yeah. Like, it's, like, something that's become almost normal. Yeah. Like, yeah. parents don't even know what the fuck they're doing, but they're, like, doing the backpack kid dance yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And so the other thing is, um, I was going to bring this up earlier, but the devolution of graphics into stylized artistic directions, um... You have, like, years ago, it was, like, Crisis. And, like, Crisis was, like, wow, that's a good fucking game, right? And then, recently, you had Overwatch. And it's, like, you know, it wasn't, like, a realistic shooter, but it was stylized artistically. And, you know, it could run on easier... It could run on worse machines. Uh, And then you have Fortnite come along, and Fortnite looks like a fucking potato, but it runs on everything. And, like, you know, if you try to, you know... Uh, not even talking about gameplay, but if you tried to port like Crisis or Overwatch to mobile, right, it would be a completely different game. Yeah, but Fortnite looks the same on every device because it's a fucking potato, but people like it. Yeah, and and that's where like the gameplay, like if a game has good gameplay, it'll be killer. As, yeah, and that's uh, I mean the thing is like if you have a seven year old kid, eight year old kid, he's not gonna have a you know custom built computer with a 1080. Right. He has whatever toaster his parents have, and like that can still run Fortnite. Yeah. And I, it's just such an accessible game. As a kind of like a closing question here, because this podcast has been like two hours. Uh, <laughs> do you think that a new map would be in the best interest of the Fortnite developers, or do you think that they should just keep it the same? No. You don't think they should do a new map? I think. Well, I think, I think there's they, a problem with doing a new map. I think because you know you're updating. I mean, you're updating the same map they've always been on, so technically they are like doing a new map. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, but I think it'd be cool to see a, like a a larger map and maybe some vehicles. Like I think the shopping cart was a good testing idea for vehicles, which is what they might be planning on doing. Yeah. Well, I I don't think I'd want to see vehicles, um, but I like the alternate forms of movement. Right. They have, and it's a very Fortnite thing to do because it's very wacky. It's very fun. They have the shopping cart. They have the jetpack. Yeah. They have the uh, jump pad. You know, it's these alternate forms of like, you know, jetpacks more vertical. You have the port of fort for a vertical. Right. Um, you know, for the a vertical pulse grenades, the impulse barricade. Grenades. But it's like right. they have all these different kinds of movement that are like wacky and like different, and that's what people want because like 
Dude, tell me if if they put the shopping cart into the game, the next time you see kids at the grocery store, they're not going to be acting like they're in Fortnite. <laughs> Just because Fortnite has a shopping cart. Fortnite has a lot of power that they don't realize. Well, they probably do yeah. realize it at this point. Oh, they definitely do. No, but but they're 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 a good developer that I really think has yeah, no, has they, potential. They, they listen. They do what. Um, they keep shit. Well, fresh. you see, they're being sued by PUBG. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we talk about that in. Uh, oh, in the first one. Yeah. One of my, I think I talk about it with you, Michael, yeah, in you the yeah, in our last pod. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I don't think it'll have any effect on the success of chat. Yeah, so. I, I think, think so. Fortnite will lose, but it's not gonna do anything to them. I mean, yeah, I don't anything. even know that they'll lose because, like, even though. PUBG is built off the Unreal Engine, which Epic Games owns. Um, you know, I just mean, if Epic sees, you know, if Epic is helping them put the game together, making it work on Unreal Engine, but they're like, these guys have a goldmine idea, but they're doing it completely wrong, because PUBG still does not fucking function correctly. Right. And I will like, tell you this uh, real quick, PUBG is still one of the most popular games in the world. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it, it, consi- it constantly hits number one on Steam, which is a feat. Yeah. That I mean, pretty it shouldn't much be nothing. every day it peaks at around 1.4 million players. Right, which yeah. is insane. So, uh, yeah. And I guess we could end on on yeah. on this very last question. Um, what what would what would um, PUBG have to do to reach Fortnite levels? Uh, I don't think they can. I think. They're the sh- they're the same well, genre, but they are completely different. I think games. it's in their best interest to scrap and restart. They shouldn't scrap. They should just corner their market. They should corner the market that wants a more realistic, you know, adult. I feel like they uh, kind of already have done that, though. Well, that's the. I mean, yeah, as all best they, they can. And all they need to do is optimize the game and keep adding new features. Right. But like, they you know they are the adult, um, you Fortnite. know, realistic. Yeah. Uh, BR game. What would Fortnite have to do to fuck up their game? <coughs> uh, Honestly, I think keep adding new shit too quick. I mean, at some point, if the gameplay is just so much better than PUBG, PUBG will die completely. Right. Because, like, you know, it won't be worth it to play PUBG when, like, if Fortnite keeps adding new features and. Well, I think I disagree things. with that because, um, I mean, there's other games. Like, and you Fort- play other games to play other games. You don't. In PUBG, there's a sense of getting robbed. In Fortnite, I don't really feel robbed. Sometimes in PUBG, like, I try to vault through a window and it doesn't fucking work. And then, like, I die and it's like, holy fuck, I just got killed by somebody who's not as good as me. Because, like, I, was, I got fucked by the gameplay mechanics. And Fortnite, it's like, okay, it right. all pretty much runs the same every goddamn time. So it just comes down to more skill. Yeah, and I feel like, um, I mean, in Fortnite, you know, I've had games where it's down to 30 people in the time it takes to do looting phase in PUBG. Right, yeah. Yeah, I will say this. I love the amount of I love how quick Fortnite games are and yeah, how same. quick yeah. how quick you could tra- uh, traverse the map without yeah. vehicles and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, guys. Um with that, this has been um it's been a long one. Been a long it's one. Been a long one. Yeah, with uh Caesar, Michael, and Dean. Um and I guess this is just my podcast, Caesar's podcast for now. I guess I'll name it later. Thank you Michael for coming on. Thank you Dean for for been a pleasure. For uh, coming with Michael for the pizza and beat saver. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we Uh, got pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Because you guys are paid now, you know. (laughs) That means we're employees. Paid guests. (laughs) But yeah, thanks. Signing out. Have a good night, everybody.